Well, well, well. Who said Formula One was boring? Me. I did too. Same. Yeah. <laughs> same it's a week to week basis type of thing with this, but we finally got an exciting race to talk about. Uh, a couple days on from the 2019 Austrian Grand Prix. This is our review show. So we've had a couple of days to digest all the events, uh, gather all the opinions from experts and fans, and we're here to break it all down. And we got to start by uh, congratulating Red Bull and Max Verstappen on what was... No, not Red Bull, just Max Verstappen. Well, I mean, you got to give Red Bull some props, <laughs> no, too. No, Pierre Gasly did not perform well. <laughs> That's true. So, I probably wouldn't give him props, but... But yeah, the Red Bull team, except for Pierre Gasly, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. Not, not really. But yes... Anyways, kudos to them because uh, they had a flyer of a race. Um, and who would have thought, you know, maybe if you're talking two, three years ago, and you would have told me, you know what, Honda's going to win a race in the next three years. Yeah. And, like, you can go screw yourself. That's not happening. Yeah, they did. They were the joke of F1 and the joke of us in the previous couple of seasons. And now there they are Grand Prix winners first win uh, since what? 2006. Six? Yeah. Oh, six. Jensen button. Yeah. And you saw how much it meant to all the Honda personnel. They were crying. And engineers. Yeah. They were literally crying. It was brilliant to see because, um, you know, they're, they've got obviously a huge history in the sport, whatever happened with McLaren happened, but they kept persevering. They kept fighting on the developments with Toro Rosso in the previous year too, I think helped them a lot. And they deserved that win. They they deserved it 100%. And, yeah, you saw how much it meant to them. So that was really cool to see, along with all the other great uh, fan reactions from, from the Dutch and from Red Bull as well. Um, it was awesome to see someone fight through the field and make his way back through yeah, the field and make passes and follow and just kind of master class his way to the front. And, you know, you're 10 laps to go. You're like, is he going to catch Charles? Like, yeah. maybe. And then Charles kind of picked up the pace a little bit, and then his tires were, you know, just died. You know, it's so impressive how Red Bull's strategy worked, have, you know, pitting 10 laps later to get on those hard tires, and it really made the difference. And that was the main difference in the race. Uh, I mean, yes, the Honda engine was, you know, in peak performance. It was at its limit. There were some concerns from Honda that it was going to fail on them, which would have been tragic but classic honda well yeah there was <laughs> multiple situations where max is like oh like the engine's failing like i can't i can't keep going but actually he did an interview afterwards and they were saying that the delay was almost like one or two laps for like f f what the feed was getting and then what he was saying back to uh uh back in the pit he was mm. like oh yeah like uh, i was saying that i was uh that it can't pass valtteri and when you guys saw it like it was probably like two or lap two like a lap or two later that it came in and i was like wow i'm like i didn't realize it was so delayed yeah, I wasn't sure how, I'm not sure how that works because, like, the teams have it right away, but yeah, and some of the commentators have it right away, but then I I believe they have to delay it for curse words for oh. the international feed because you notice uh, when they do swear it's beeped out. That's so, true. Yeah, uh, I think like um, when we saw from the German Grand Prix last year where they revealed the sort of the background of how the directors cut the show. Yeah, if the radio is kind of cleared and it's okay and there's nothing to be said, but in that case there wasn't any sort of foul language. No. So I'm not exactly sure why it was delayed, but maybe it's a yeah, maybe it's a regulation in, in yeah. the contract. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Uh, it could also just be preparing the sort of graphic and the, the right, the, you know, the the telemetry and stuff to get that actually out to the broadcast. So that's that's obviously part of it. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, it, it looked a bit dodgy sometimes, too, because he was complaining about lack of power. Yeah, it's yeah. like, fail, and then Christian gets on the thing, you know, fail P1 or whatever it is, fail P4, and reset Yeah, because like, as soon as he said his, like, his, he was failing, like, he was, pa- like, about to overtake Valtteri, too, and yeah. I was like, well, yeah. you're doing pretty well if you're, like, your engine's failing a little yeah, bit. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> pretty good for having, uh, yeah, power issues. I was like, if every driver could have that, it would be, be nice, but... Um, I, I guess what what we'll start off with is obviously the incident that everybody was talking about. And well, I can see what side you guys are on. What do you mean? What do you mean? Actually, you know what? I was kept on going back and forth if he, if he was in the wrong or the right. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, like it was just a racing incident, man. Like there was only there's... correct. I agree. But here we go. What did we see with the Vettel incident? That's a racing incident, but there was a penalty because of the current regulations. I think it may have been the same scenario where Matteo Bonato, Bonato, Bonati, Bonati, Bonato, Bonato. I think it's a double T. Just so say Matteo. Italian. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's actually Mattia. Is he? I think he is. You're right. I think he is Mattia. Yeah. Well, we butchered both. I think, but <laughs> the Italian. Um, <laughs> he actually summed up pretty perfectly in the post race interview with Sky Sports. I thought because they said. You know, like, are you guys fighting this? And he said, you know, we think under the current regulations that, yes, it was a penalty. Mm-hmm. And, then, you know, Martin Brundle kind of got a little flustered. was like, well, like, is it, it – this isn't racing. Do you just want DRS passes and that's it? Like, wait, is that all that's expected now? And uh, Mateo said, you know, as under the current regulations, yes. He said, I think it's it was – and then Mate- I think he, before that he said Matteo said or Matteo whatever the Italian, <laughs> <laughs> the guy, the guy. <laughs> he said that it was it was racing. It was as everyone wanted. He said that's the racing that we want in F one, but the regulations don't have it that way. Mm-hmm. So I agree, it's a racing incident. I was just su- more surprised that the stewards didn't give the same penalty that Vettel got for. Not the same thing, but you still, you know, caused a collision or potentially caused a collision. Well, uh, like I, I, again, I think it's a fair racing. I think it's hard racing. And mm-hmm. I think that that's what F1 is supposed to be. That's what racing is supposed to be. I but think it's just kind of that tricky scenario. I think for the Vettel situation, though, I think they more lean towards the fact that he, when he did go off track, he wasn't as in control of the car when he did come back. So maybe that's where where Max was kind of more in control of his car, trying to go into that turn. Obvi- and like they explained a little bit, he almost he took the same line almost every single time he did make no, that yeah, turn. No, yeah, he did. No. Yeah. And I, it is you're right. It is a very hard situation to call where you know like two week uh, two races ago. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna pen- penalize this driver that basically was leading the entire race, and he just you know had one mistake, goes off track, yeah. and goes back uh, goes back on track. Where I mean. It is a similar situation, but it's also different at the same oh, time, you know. It is completely different, but at the same time, it's just you're looking at the regulations, and if you're for a Ferrari fan, you got to feel a little bit hard done. Oh, I did. Because I've... you get one side of the knife that cuts you one way, and then the other side of the knife slices you the other way. Well, I had very mixed emotions for that win for Max Verstappen and that loss for, you know, Charles. It's like, oh, man, he was yeah. leading the entire race, had a, had a great uh, practice run, had a great qualifying and only to be, you know, like outdone in the last, you know, last like what five laps, but I think they also took into account the fact that it would have happened anyways. Like there was what five, five or six laps to go, and Max was just catching up to uh, catching yeah. up to him in every situation. There was no, no like wrong move made by Max, and there was no wrong move made by Charles as well in his defending. 
No, there wasn't. I mean, Trail did his best to avoid a collision. Yeah. It, I mean, they broke it down the sky pad and was trying, you know, they, Max didn't turn into Charles. He turned into the corner and stayed into the corner. Yeah. Right. He did everything right as well. It was great racing. Um, there, The stewards made the right decision to not mm-hmm. penalize anyone. It's just kind of kind of sketchy that, you know, we, we, we do, what are the regulations then? Well, I think at the end of the race, they announced that they're going to have two former drivers coming to to be stewards in the next year. Well, that makes sense. Get Pastor yeah, they need on there oh, and yeah. Roman Grosjean. <laughs> Perfect. They're your two stewards. They will have a contact all race. Or if Vettel retires. Yeah. He can, I mean, oh, I don't see that happening. That show. He'll yeah. be... <laughs> oof. Um, I, I think you guys bring up a lot of good points, and uh, that was my initial reaction too was... I honestly thought it was going to be a penalty, judging on what we saw in the past three, four I weeks. Was, exactly. I was refre- like sitting on Twitter, refreshing every two seconds to see what would happen. And there was a lot of like fake ones that were coming out. And I was like, yeah, man, there was. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah. And it, we're not even just talking about Canada when we look at Ricardo's two penalties in right. France. Yeah. Now, which uh, were penalties. Yes. Yes. And I, and I do understand people are going to say, well, they're all different penalties. Yes, they are. Because we're looking at... Uh, in the case of Ricardo and Vettel, we're looking at a, a re-entry off, onto yes. the track, yep. pushing another driver off track. Okay, so well, you still different. pushing, you still push Charles off track. Correct. So you didn't cut the corner to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the question is, what's the the exact wording and sporting regulation when you force off another driver off track and complete an overtaking maneuver? Now, I thought that considering the FIA standards, what you were saying that that's just going to be penalized because there was contact. He forced him off the track. He gained the position. I was like, well, the last couple of weeks have said this is going to be penalized. Yeah. I'm super happy it wasn't penalized because I don't think it should have been a penalty. No. And I think we all agree that it's a racing mm-hmm. incident. It is a racing incident. But with the FIA, you just didn't know. Um, now, I think that what you were saying, too, was that the fact that he didn't open the steering. Mm-hmm. He kept it full lock going into the curve. Because what people need to understand going into that turn three, it is at the peak of the height of elevation yeah. yeah and it's off camber and while you're turning in you're just hitting the apex yeah and that apex is still a little bit downhill so there's only a certain amount of lock that you can put into the steering wheel and the car is going to drift a little bit to the like, left you didn't do a nico rossberg and like not turn into <laughs> i'm the glad corner. you brought that up yeah is that what you're gonna go with yeah because i have a couple examples of stuff that should be penalty or things that charles leclerc could have done and i'm glad you brought that up again if we can't obviously show it, but maybe we can show the screenshots of when Rosberg just didn't turn in yeah. to the corner and he pushed Hamilton off the track. And it's it's clear. He kept the steering wheel to the straight. He didn't even make an attempt no, to turn into the corner. <laughs> yeah. He turned more left than he did right. Yeah. It, well, and the best thing after that was uh, Rosberg fans, at, or sorry, Hamilton fans in the next couple races, they put up signs for Lewis. They're like, Lewis, turn right here. Or uh, Nico, <laughs> turn right here. Yeah, Don't forget fun. to turn right. So there was that one. So there's another, you know, example of something that Max could have done but didn't do. Didn't. So it was a fair move. And when you look at the other overtakes in the races, uh, Raikkonen on Norris. Mm. Raikkonen, Norris overtook him on on the inside, same place where Max Verstappen went. But what did Kimi Raikkonen do? Kimi Raikkonen backed out. He stayed to the far left. He basically pulled that sort of undercut move where he let the car overtake and then dip back into the inside. And then had a big... Big run going to the next corner. Exactly. So, in my opinion, I think Charles Leclerc here, at the end of the race, was probably more upset at himself 
rather than the stewards because oh yeah for he sure he let that happen because when you go to the previous lap he defended beautifully yeah yeah there was more room to defend to Charles' defense um, but it was you know get the power on the outside but I, I think as a driver you know you know Max is going to do the same move you have to change up your hand a little bit as a defender because Max realized that that's why he pushed him to the outside so he wouldn't get that amazing traction on the outside and, and you know beat him down the straight he, like you said yeah. he would have to pull that un- undercut like what or undercut whatever to call it um like Raikkonen did and you know maybe that just has to do with maturity in the sport and gaining experience I mean you're talking about two young drivers they're the same age but Max Verstappen has what two years on Charles and F1 three, three? more I think four is it yeah I mean oh, yeah you want his first one in what 18 or uh, made podium at 18 right yeah I he won his first race so he was like what was he 18 or 19 19, I, think. I think yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's so, turning 22 this year. So, yeah, I'm fourth year, fifth crazy. year. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, that three years of, ex- of experience in F1, I think, was the main factor in what strategy we saw with attacking and defending. Yeah. yeah. And I think what Leclerc should have done, obviously easy to say now that everything is done, but what he did the previous lap, he, he positioned the car a little bit more into the inside, and he really blocked the only overtaking line. But what he did in the lap that eventually Verstappen got by him was he left way too big of a gap. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you're Charles Leclerc, you can't expect the stewards to penalize that because you left a huge door for Max to just walk right into. Well, I think Max spotted it too because he did yeah, have well, late, sure. late breaking into late breaking into that corner, and yeah. you saw a very sharp turn to get into that right lane to make that to make that corner. You know, he he spotted it right away. He noticed the mistake, and like Tyler said, you know, it's a, mature, a being a mature driver, being in it for so being in it longer than Charles to spot that and make that quick move to to make it happen. And I don't want to say that Leclerc anticipated the contact or kind of drove himself into that situation. I don't think he did. No, I don't but think so either. I think that he made that mistake of going out too wide to that left-hand side because that's really I mean, you can't really overtake on the outside because you're going to be running off track yeah. yeah. and it's the dirtier side of the track. So again, what what you guys are saying too, I agree. I think that with more experience, Leclerc will know that for next time I'm just going to position my car here because this is the only place that he can overtake me. And I mean, who knows? Like Max was on the charge, but you know, it's kind of a bit more difficult to overtake in other areas of the track, although turn four is a possibility. Turn um, three and four are the, really the only options, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can get the DRS overtake after yeah, turn yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if you're pretty ambitious, you could go maybe nine or ten. Um, we saw Ricardo uh, get by Hulkenberg. I think it was turn eight, turn seven or eight. Yeah, one of those right. uh, left-handers. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think at the end of the day, Ferrari, they don't really have nobody to blame but themselves. I, I was honestly shocked that Max Verstappen won that race. Oh, it was, it came out of nowhere. Shocked. <laughs> like, after I, the first lap. Well, that's the thing. Going into the race, you're like, oh, he has a great shot. And then after the you know, first 10 seconds, you're like, ooh, it's yeah looking bleak for him now. Um, but simply just put on a master class. Yeah, it was a beautiful drive. Like, you know, like, you know everybody, like you said, everybody thought after the first lap, it's not really going to happen for him. He's not making podium. And then... Just zone right in to make it happen for him. It's his best drive in Formula 1. Oh, absolutely. I, I have to say it's the best drive Can I've ever seen in all of Formula no, 1. No, For that's me, false. it is. No, that's Jensen Button in Canada. Jensen. Okay, yeah. I, I Well, I didn't. Re- I don't remember well, watching it, that race. So, <laughs> Got gotcha you on that one. 
but no, but I'll still go with Max. Uh, okay. I think for, for me anyway, I, I know a lot of people say maybe it's Senna and Donington, similar situation where yeah. he stalled, or, you know, Michael Schumacher in Barcelona, but everybody will have their own thing. I'm just saying maybe we could say in the modern era, that was the best drive that I've ever seen. The the reason and like why, the modern era is in a V6? Modern era of As in, the 2000s. Okay. Yeah. Our well, generation, I'm sticking, let's say. I'm still sticking with Button. <laughs> no, it's it's a close call. I, I will say this, the the reason why I say, because when you look at the first lap again, losing really what was, he was down to eighth place. Yeah. Jensen was in 20th or 22nd or whatever it was. Right. But, I mean, there were conditions, right, that, that sort of helped him out. The the rain caught out a couple of drivers and things like that. He had five pit stops. Carlos Sainz also had a really good drive in that race yeah. as well. Yeah, I yeah, want to yeah, get yeah. to Carlos too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're making a really good argument. Don't make me change my mind now. <laughs> I, I watched that race not too long ago before the this year's Canadian Grand Prix. But Maybe let us know in the comments below what uh, the greatest drive in what the last, let's say, 20 years. 20 years, yeah, starting I mean, in 99. Yeah, yeah. Since, I, I'm since voting you've been Jensen. watching. Yeah, I'm voting Jensen. I'm going with Max, Austria 2019. Um, but let us know if uh, you have any other scenarios or if you just agree with me because I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> you always got to be right. Uh, no, not really. Um, and, and I guess on the other side of the whole, I mean, it was a great weekend for Red Bull, but for Pierre Gasly, you were ahead of Max on lap one. Max oh, won the man, race he... and lapped you. I know. Yeah. He lapped him. And he won the race. I just, I don't get it, man. Like, he just has it. Yeah. We, what did, did we talk about this on two podcasts ago? With the or, torpedo? Or the three, yes. Yeah. Three podcasts ago. We talked about Dan Kvyat is going to be a Red Bull main team driver. Yeah. Although, or, although Alex Albon's put up a good case for himself in this race. I was reading today, Christian Horner said they will not make a change in 2019. Oh, yeah? No, but I think that's bullshit. But that's Christian Horner. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm worried about Helmet Marco because... Christian Horner doesn't give... Christian like, Horner gives, also, Danny Ricardo would be staying with them last year. True. Yeah, he True. Gives, <laughs> like, he, he gives a lot of information, Christian Horner, and a lot of great analysis, but he's also very tight-lipped with what happens yeah. with the inside of, of, of Red Bull. True. Um, Good point. Like he's he's on that fine line where he's great to have like on that pit wall to go down to during the broadcast, but also isn't going to give you you know like an open book. Hey, this is happening in next week. Just so you guys know. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's like those Kawhi reports. You just can't read oh into it. Yeah, we're just not talking about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll check the helicopter feed afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that that's uh, yeah. Let us know what did you think of the the Leclerc Verstappen incident, and uh, should it have received a penalty? Should it not? But it's unanimous here that it was a clean racing incident. Yeah, and, yeah. And no it penalty. shows it's you know we're not Ferrari fanboys here. We're <laughs> racing fans, and I think all of us were just super because I was the same way. Like the last ten laps, you saw Max was coming through the field, and you're like, man, I'd love to see Charles Leclerc win his first race. But also. <laughs> This mad Dutchman coming through the field, I would also love for him to win the race because, you know, he's probably our, one of our favorite drivers. He does better when he has a whole bunch of fans in the crowd. Like, he, I know he said oh. that he doesn't notice them when he's driving. I don't I don't notice that noticed. orange wave coming down the pit stretch when, you know, when they're running down to the, after the race. It's <laughs> like, oh, my God. Did you hear what Vettel said on Dutch TV? No. no. He's like, oh, it was nice to see all the McLaren fans out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice one, Seb. Very well done. Oh, man. He, 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 I he's was, got a good attitude on I was concerned he wasn't going to pass Hamilton for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, well. But eventually got it done. You know what? He, I, I got to give a shout out. He didn't it get past his birthday today, too. Is it? Oh, yeah. nice. Happy, Happy birthday, Seb. To, uh, 
<laughs> give, give him a little tap. A little, a little there we go. Oh, he's gonna fall. He's a little head heavy there. So, <laughs> <laughs> see, he agrees with us too. A penalty. Yeah. Um, uh, well, what was I gonna say uh, about Fettel? Yes, he could have had a podium had they not fucked up that pit stop. Yeah, because Valtteri really struggled at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, he almost caught Valtteri, right? Six tenths. Six tenths. Him. That's right. Did yeah. Valtteri just tune back his engine? I have it here. They had cooling um, issues. Major cooling issues, which is why they did so poorly. Mercedes did. Yeah. I mean, when you're, when you're making the decision to... 6.5 tenths. Yeah. We're pretty close. When you make the decision, if you're Ferrari, you're not, obviously not expecting Valtteri to basically break down at the end of the race. So Right. Um, it's not it's not a bad strategy call. Actually, I was fine with the strategy call when they made it because I, I had a feeling that he was going to get Hamilton. It, it took a lot longer than I thought it would and, and try to get the extra point. Um, obviously didn't happen. Um, but you can't fault them. They had really nothing to lose there. And they didn't lose anything either. They had the same amount of points. Again, you can't rely on Valtteri, Valtteri's engine crapping out. So, um, yeah, right strategy call by Ferrari there. I mean, I mean Best it strategy call was Red Bull, but... Yeah, right. yeah, for sure. It wasn't a bad call. It was just... I think they had radio issues, which is why Did the, the oh, team yeah, didn't expect him to come in. Right. Yeah, that was exactly it. So what happened was... Um, they were talking about this on Sky Sports after the race too. Is that they, the driver and the pit wall had communication and they knew that they were coming in, but the pit crew didn't have the radio communication from whoever the driver mm-hmm. confirming that they were coming in on that lap. So oh, okay, it was scheduled, but the team didn't know until. Like the final they second, saw Vettel coming in. They're like, "Oh, what's going on here?" Um, they, they did a good job. It wasn't as bad as Ricardo in Monaco, where he right. was sitting there for twenty five seconds. Where are the tires? Um, but it it was still wasn't great. Well, the the guy that was carrying the wheel out to the left front, oh, almost, he almost got, got killed by, by Valtteri. <laughs> I know. I was like, "Holy jeez!" Um, yeah, that would have been scary. I've been two for two mechanics in two years for that's right for Ferrari. Yeah. Um. Okay, yeah, let's get on science because you were talking about this shaker and how right, started how in 18th impressive. place, man. Like, and to come up in sixth at the very end, like, just an amazing drive he was, over. Uh, he was ninth, wasn't he? Was he ninth? I, I thought think Norris was sixth. Who I am think. I thinking of then? Am I, I think, think science still had an amazing drive? You're right. Or sorry, science was eighth. Uh, Norris was sixth. Oh, yeah. I just added the one at the beginning just because I wanted to. <laughs> 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 no, uh, science. Yeah, Unless man. I got the wrong ones, but... Oh, yeah, I'm looking at starting right now. Science starting in 19th, boys. Oh, 19th. Pierre Gasly was 8th. Right, yeah. yeah. No, but, but that's we're what talking you said originally, right? Yeah, you said... I said 18th. Oh, oh okay, enough. okay. Yeah. Same thing, really. <laughs> much. Anyways, uh, yes, he had a fantastic drive to finish in 8th place. Yeah. At the end. Um, Could have been driver of the day, really. No, driver of the day was Robert Kubica. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was a technical fault, by the nope, way. No, it was still Robert Kubitz. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the day was Max, right? Everyone had Max. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it was like seventy-one or seventy-two percent voters Kibitza. like voting for <laughs> voting for Max. But yeah, like he he's definitely yeah. up there as one of the drivers of the day. He had just unbelievable drive to come back from nineteenth place. I think Max last year did that at one point. I think he went from eighth to like fifth or sixth last year. I yeah. think it was at the U.S. Grand Prix. I yeah. Think so. I think he had a similar scenario with some penalties. And, uh, yeah, I remember that one. Um, 
it, like I'm really I'm really excited about McLaren because they have two fantastic drivers. Carlos Sainz is really coming out of his shell this year. Lando Norris is having phenomenal rookie season, and McLaren's slowly developing. I think we're going to see a big, maybe a top four coming here shortly. And depending on what Renault can do, I mean, they yeah. shouldn't have better. Pretty sure they're still in fourth place right now, aren't they? Yeah, they should be. They, I think they have um, a twenty-point gap now with that double points finish. But I think that you know, a year or two away, maybe McLaren we're talking about is being uh, in the top four battle. If they keep that driver lineup and they keep the ambition between oh, I think stay that, on track, that driver lineup is going to be there for a while. I think so too. I think they'd be silly to get rid of science and i'm sure red bull are kicking themselves right now because <laughs> how well would science do in that red bull car uh, i mean he'd be up there with max as well so they got to be kicking themselves because they're losing a lot of points because they let him go to renault last year and I renault's think, kicking themselves too. i think carlos signs yeah. is always meant to go to mclaren being in the shadow of uh um, alonso yeah yeah that's a good point yeah that's a good point uh, it's just a good point. <laughs> <laughs> no, com- else Thanks, add, yeah. no conversation on it. <laughs> Moving on. Just a really good point. Uh, no, but I, I, I do agree. And I think we said this before, too. Kind of moving away from that Alonzo, I don't even know what you would call it. Partnership? The whole, yeah, the, the saga, the Alonzo saga yeah. since the whole Honda thing. Um, it's been a good step forward for them. And they've been able to kind of invest in this future of the young drivers. And they've probably been able to accomplish a little bit more without having... I mean, Alonzo is such a strong character, right? Yeah. Uh, I yeah. think with these two guys, it's a bit easier to work with because mm. they're new, they're younger. I think Lando's going to be like Fernando. He's a handful. He is. He's I can already tell. But he's got a lot of talent. And, I mean, he, he oh, I looked pretty it. good racing Lewis Hamilton. He did. Even I... though he lost a ton of places afterwards. <laughs> but I loved it. No, he's going to be something special. I'm excited to watch him race. Yeah, maybe we, we should race him online one day. <laughs> Yeah, Probably he does do that. He's I really reason. involved in social media as well as what I've noticed. Mm-hmm. And not in like it's weird. It's not in like a man. yeah, like yeah. not in a bad way too. Like he he, he's no, like he has crack, fun with yeah, it. he has fun with it. Like he he doesn't like try to start shit. Like he literally, I think with the Daniel Ricardo like situation, if you like in the last race when he didn't realize he was in the points, he was he was laughing. He was like, "This is just this is just great. Like it's just a great joke in general yeah. to come from Daniel Ricardo and." It's nice to see that, you know, like the, there's a competitive competitiveness in the drivers, but, you know, there's also like a, a sense of friendship as well. Yeah. Good banter. Yeah. Very good banter yeah. sometimes. <laughs> it's like the new, yeah, it's, it's this new generation, right? All these young kids are coming through, so. And they've been racing each other for forever. I mean, during the broadcast, we're talking how Charles and Max raced each race other together, yeah. when, when they were 12 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Which is not that long ago. Which isn't, yeah, we're like, we're like, oh, it's such a long day. And they're like, oh, no, wait, that was eight years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, we see it on, on track battle. And I think that's kind of a little taste of what we're going to see for future world championship titles. Yeah. Is Verstappen versus Leclerc and then throw in whoever else coming up in that mix as well. But, you know, that was kind of one of those, you know, Hamilton and Vettel kind of didn't do so well. They slid down the order and the new generation sort of took center stage and mm-hmm. said, here you go. This is what we have excited. This is what we're looking forward to in F1. Yeah, exactly. and they did it well. And hopefully, they save F1. Yeah, it was the youngest ever uh, front row. So yeah, yeah. Would it be youngest ever one two then? Yes, I would presume. Yeah. I would assume so. Yeah, fi- uh, yeah, front row and then finish too, because <laughs> it eventually they got back to the order that they were in. But um, <laughs> yeah, the future looks bright. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, another young guy too you can throw in there is George Russell. 
And yeah, yeah, we haven't talked much about him because of his car, but it's not his fault. But he's pulling off some good overtakes on Kubica and, and yeah, in Austria, him. in the Haas, he was gonna try. He was over trying to overtake Magnussen. I was like, yeah. is that a Williams? The race pace was actually not too bad. They're improving. I think they they said was a few weeks ago that they found the issue that was the big issue. Yeah, and they're slowly gonna start improving it. And uh, yeah, we're gonna see them being a little more competitive, which is nice. Um. Didn't get the. I don't think they got the fastest pit stop again this week. They though. did. They did. Kubica again. Oh my goodness! Uh, They're two, on a roll. Two point zero two. That's slow. What was <laughs> slow. <laughs> what was it? One point nine eight last week. That's Come right. On, yeah, yeah, get slow better. for their standards. <laughs> um, they, they're they're gonna get better. Uh, I'm really hoping for Williams. We haven't talked about them a, a lot this year. Kubica, I don't see coming back next year. Um, just seems just a little bit, you know. It's hard with with his injury and everything like that. And yeah. I know he's doing the best he can. It was a great story to have him in the lineup, but I don't think he's the right man for the job, uh, unfortunately. And, but George Russell has been a good highlight for Williams, and you just got to hope for Williams to improve your car enough to be able to keep a talent like that because he's gonna, you know, two he has two future, years of that, yeah. three years of that uh, is gonna be kind of. Lance Stroll minus, you know, your dad buying the team. <laughs> um, it's going to be a Lance Stroll scenario where, you know, he doesn't want to race there. He wants to race with someone that's going to be at least competitive, yeah. at least racing other cars. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, I, and I like his demeanor and everything like that. And it's probably actually good for him that, I mean, obviously you want to be winning and you want to be scoring points, but you kind of fly under the radar. So any mistakes that he makes, we kind of don't notice it, and that's kind of help you ease into your first ever season. Has he had a real crash this year? I'm trying to remember. I know no, Kubica really, has, no. but I don't think I don't he think has. So. No, and I mean, they finished every race. It's the reliabilities there, yeah. at least. So, yeah, I mean, they, they, they've got time, right? The season's already a write-off, so you might as well start developing now for 2020. Yeah, it's like a full-year test session. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think well, hopefully on the up-and-up up for, for Williams in that sense. Um, well, one of the things that I, I kind of wrote down and I wanted to get back to speaking in terms of Verstappen, obviously Austria is one of those races where the Dutch come out in full force. And I mean, it's not that close necessarily to Holland. I think Martin Brummel yeah, said Ger- it in between, yeah. Yeah, 900 kilometers or so, which I mean, it's a pretty decent distance to try and get down to Spielberg. But the fan support was absolutely incredible. And for for the for the people at home to be able to hear the crowd as the cars are going by, yeah, that was pretty cool. Says a lot about how you know boisterous and how loud the Dutch fans are. So it kind of got me thinking: Have the Dutch fans surpassed the Tifosi as the best fans in Formula One? And by Tifosi, Man, I Dutch mean the Ferrari fans, in, fans. Dutch fans in soccer too are also one of the, some of the loudest, and they'll yeah. show up all absolutely. Well, at anywhere. the Women's World Cup, and congratulations yeah. to the Dutch to make it to the final. <laughs> represent. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> to the final, um, and hopefully they can beat the U.S. because yes. no one wants to see them win again. No. Um, a win again? Oh yeah, win, they won. Right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, but I think that you would be correct. Um. As much as it hurts my half Italian in me. <laughs> uh, yeah, you'd be correct. I think they're the best fans in Formula 1. I think they're some of the best fans in the world in I mean, any sport. I don't, um, 
I was going to say, I don't think there's going to be any seats for the next uh, next, next Dutch race. I think that's going to be gonna insane because I want to go there. Uh, yeah. I, I'm actually thinking of going, doing Netherlands, Austria, and Germany next year. And I'm Ooh, trying to time I it. I might be in Austria. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to time it. Podcast on the road. That's right. <laughs> uh, any Dutch fans out there, if you know the track organizers that want to hook us up with some tickets and a press pass. We, we are big Dutch fans. <laughs> we'll even learn Dutch, even though it's incredibly difficult language. But like... Imagine that in Austria and Germany's even closer to the Netherlands. There's they're gonna be Belgium. A, yeah, Belgium. I mean, like, we see this every year though, but it's just growing and growing, I think, because of how well Max is doing and Yeah. Um Man, it's gonna be I can't wait for the Dutch Grand Prix next year. I wanna see how far they travel though. I wanna see if we see Dutch fans in Vietnam next year. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Because that'd be interesting. Um Yeah, no, they, they traveled so well and they always travel well. They, it's like every broadcast we have, to, like we they talk about on Sky Sports. He has a section. He has the Dutch fans, and it's just ah, it's such a pleasure to watch. Yeah, and I mean, listen, the everywhere you go, there's Ferrari fans. You know, like Ferrari's probably one of the most supported team in the history of F1, and and the fans are always great, and they they got great energy, but. That, like the Dutch fans just came along and they're like, "Hold my Heineken, yeah. show us what we got." Heineken's Belgium, I believe. Is it Belgium? Okay, yeah. whatever. There. Good try though. Yeah, it's I, close. I tried. Um, but they've Heineken is Dutch. I thought it was Dutch too. Is it? I don't know. Yeah, oh, man. maybe Stella's Belgium. Heineken is Heineken is Dutch. There we go. So oh. yeah, they did say hold my Heineken. <laughs> oh, I'm not a fan of Heineken anyway. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> you will have to be if we're going to San yeah, we will. next year. <laughs> um, but they've just completely smashed anybody's fan base in terms of support and and they're completely 100% their guy behind their guy Max Verstappen and again we didn't really see a whole lot of orange before him right but what he's been able to do for motorsport in that country and I'm sure like if you I don't know if you guys saw this but 10,000 people packed an arena in Amsterdam to watch this race it's great yeah, 10,000 people it's like that's a that's a hockey game here almost pretty much Halfway um, there, yeah, halfway uh, there, yeah, uh, maybe actually a third, uh, two thirds of the way there. And we see it, you know, <laughs> we saw it this year, right, with the Toronto Raptors. Obviously, their fans are pretty crazy, and you know they've got freaking helicopters following Kawhi Leonard's car, yeah. and they're camped outside for ten hours just waiting to watch a game on a big screen. And you know they've got a very committed fan base, and and the Dutch are similar to like this with Max Verstappen because. You know, they're packing arenas just they to watch the race. Yeah, they haven't had somebody represent Netherlands in, in a very long time. Well, that's a false Gio Vandegaard. <laughs> but like a, a, a world good. championship <laughs> contender driver. Jos Verstappen, his dad? Yeah. He was always a back marker, so yeah. he's always welcome for us. But other than that, he wasn't really at also, the front. Also, just going back on Gio Vandegaard, um, the best Twitter in Formula 1. I've heard. The best Twitter in Formula 1. And... uh Absolute beauty. Yeah. I'm going to need to follow that. <laughs> yeah, he's hilarious. <laughs> so it's nice. I, I think it's great for them. And, and the support that they show really brings a lot to the product, I think, of F1. And, and they've got themselves a Dutch Grand Prix now, which is great. So I can't wait to see what that's going to be like. They better have security and logistics all figured out because there'll be pandemonium. Well, you know what's You don't hear a bad story about, like, you know, like the Dutch fans doing this after the race or the Dutch fans no, doing they're very, this. Very they're very nice people. Yeah, very nice people. And I think it was the same thing with, you know, the the 2014 FIFA World Cup. I'm talking about this because I'm wearing the jersey right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it was the same thing. They showed up in a sea of orange and, you know, even they even though they, they lost, they were still, and even though they lost, they were still supporting all the other teams for them to you know do well in the next game 
and I think that shows a lot for the kind of like, like you know, kind of people that the the Dutch are, and to come out for a sport, and you know, even if your team loses, your driver loses, to still sh- uh, show support for the other team. Yeah, because you hear about the crazy soccer fans all the time. You know, like it's they're known for it, and it's just it's 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 really nice to see you know a fan base like that to come out and show support for the driver and not have any bad stories afterwards. Yep. Yep, I agree. They like to have a good time, but they they do it in a good way. So. Yeah, drink responsibly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because Heineken sponsors a lot of the F1 races too, right? So that's true. There's your sponsor for the Dutch Grand Prix, right? No yeah, brainer. That makes sense. No brainer there. Good money maker. No, so Air Dutch is that a thing? Probably. It's KLM. Yes. Is it? Yes. yes. <laughs> well done. So yeah, well, looking forward to it. Looking forward to next year's. Also, my uh, favorite airline. They're oh, great. There great you go. people. <laughs> Again, we're, we're our schedules are free at the moment, so fly us down. Yeah, it's just need the funds to support. You know what I'm saying? Somebody talk to Max out there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think we're in agreement there. Better fans. Yeah, the Dutch. Keep um, it up. Yeah, very much so. Um, on to what else do we have in this oh, race? I d- um, oh, okay. We're gonna see. what else in the race? Well, I guess yeah. Just to quickly wrap up on the Austrian Grand Prix, Haas was had probably their worst weekend of the season. Yeah, it was bad. I was actually going to mention Williams. like what's happened to Haas this year, like just uh, in general. I don't really know. Nothing's really changed, but they they have to changed. <laughs> no, I think I think they have to be bad so that the Netflix series can be good to make up for the poor mm, 2019 that's season. True. So that's true. This is just going to be like Gunter Steiner will have his own Netflix series. Oh, just on good. this season. That'd I think he should just make his own YouTube channel. You know? think, yeah, right? <laughs> That'd be good. There's a great sort of parody uh, uh, Twitter account on him. And it's just like really funny quotes. Like they, uh, one of the parody tweets after the Austrian Grand Prix. They're like, oh, what did you think of the Austrian Grand Prix weekend? He's like, I fucking love the schnitzels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just love him. He's great. He's a great character he after is. after last year's series. But um, yeah, I don't know what's going wrong with him. Uh, who else did we mention? We, uh, Alfa Romeo had a great race. Uh, double points finish. Yep. And, oh, yeah. Shout out Antonio Giovinazzi. I was actually was supposed to wear, not a, like I'm remembering now, I wanted to wear my, my Italian jersey because mm. uh, Giovinazzi got his first points and he cut his hair off. For yeah, that. that was... What? Yeah, that was a thing. He had a bet where once he scored his first points, he would cut his hair off. Damn. Um, so look for a different Antonio Giovinazzi next week. Uh, maybe he'll be lighter. I don't know. Maybe he'll be faster. Find <laughs> <laughs> uh, a tenth or two here. Yeah. But him and Raikkonen had a fantastic race, and so did Alpha, so good for them. Um, racing points didn't do too much. Uh, not their strongest track. Um, Toro yeah. Rosso didn't really do that great either. I mean, yeah, for no... We, I think we already. We think about we gave right a now. quick touch on them. Yeah, yeah just again, not the disappointing. greatest weekend. Yeah, and they lost a big some ground there to McLaren now in the constructor yeah. standing. So yeah, that's that's not a good weekend for them. So speaking of works manufacturers, yes, you had some news for us. I do have some news, and it's Porsche in F1. Um, they were developing an engine for 2021. Uh, you know, trying to see if they could, you know, get into the sport and, and how much it would cost, and you know, developing. Not only the V6 engine for the F1 car, but for their road cars as well, and kind of you know using the same engine. But it was an F1 spec engine. Um, only problem is is with the 2021 regulations, the you know MGUH, the turbo. That's the turbo one, right? Uh, yes. yeah, it is. yeah. Think um, so. there is some debate whether that's going to be in the 2021 engine. Of course, as we all know. 
um, and it's a lot of money to develop. And Porsche, uh, it looks like they have dropped out of their oh, idea man. to uh, to come into 2021 because there is no biting from other teams to have a an engine without an MG, MGUH. Uh, so the team said, well, why not? Like, why? let's just keep it. The teams that are in F1, I should say. Say, let's just keep it, which, you know, obviously hurts the works manufacturers are trying to get into F1. So uh, it looks like as of right now, no Porsche for 2021 or for a little bit in Formula 1, which is too bad because it looked like that was our best chance of getting uh, another, you know, works Formula 1 team. I mean, they do have their Formula E team that they're working with and they're right. doing great well, strides with that will start next season. Yeah, I was going to say, I would have loved to see another German manufacturer into the F1. Yeah, and it would have been great. Um, Audi's in the same scenario. Obviously, it's their sister. Same, yeah, same company, uh, pretty much. And, uh, I mean, you know, they're not, they're, they're going to be working on their, their other projects. So, uh, unfortunate news coming from Porsche, and hopefully that changes. But yeah. we'll see. Yeah, I think a Ooh, lot of. Two years, yeah. A lot of the team, you know, Aston Martin was rumored, but they're not, yeah. not, not going to happen. Uh, they, you know, focus more on WEC. I think we talked about that in the previous then, episode. Yeah. About uh, Max wanting to do Le Mans, so they focused on that. And yeah, the with this news with Porsche. Yeah, the 2021 regulations they delayed them the the whole settlement for the rules and regs for 2021. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really think we're gonna see massive changes necessarily. We're not gonna see a works team come in. I think if you're gonna see any team come in, it's gonna be an an independent team that will use and buy engines off one yeah. of the works teams that are in there right now, which is too bad because they would like to see a Porsche, Jaguar, Aston Martin. Just more teams. Some, yeah, yeah more, more teams in general would be nice, but yeah, yeah more more of everything. 24 cars on the grid, 26 would be nice as well. Yeah, two more teams would be nice. Two more teams would be ideal. Three would be perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Four would be awesome. <laughs> Even better for than perfect. I think we'll have to wait, though. Ten probably. would be... Let's get it. Make it a NASCAR grid. Make it a NASCAR grid. <laughs> forty <laughs> series. Forty cars on the grid. Oh boy, that would not be good for track limits. Paul Ricard. Oh maybe. my god, could you imagine the traffic? Oh, they'd have to break. They'd have to change qualifying. Yeah, yeah. It'd or be just like different rounds of qualifying. Well, like the Red Bull Ring, right? Traffic is a big problem because it's such a short lap. Yeah, so, yeah. But we'll see. I mean, we got two years. I mean, it's coming up really quick because it's two years away. But for the next five years, maybe somebody might be able to come in. But Maybe. It's expensive, so unless they unless they limit that budget uh, and bring down the spending costs of F1, a, a lot of these manufacturers are probably just going to want to stay away. Maybe go toward Le Mans or Formula E, mm -hmm. something like that. It's a yeah. little bit more financially viable. So, yep. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but that's I all think, the news I had. Yeah, I think that's about it for <laughs> for the Austrian Grand Prix, right? I think so. I, I actually so. had have the F1 power rankings up. I haven't. I forgot oh, that they were still doing this. Oh, the power this. rankings. Well, yeah, actually, we we might be doing. Uh, we could do this like uh, as an independent series, maybe uh, on on our channel or something. Because we, we did this a lot last year. Yeah. In the beginning, and then we just kind of tapered off them. But um, yeah, I was thinking we could just do like our own power rankings, and then we could also bring in the fans and have them yeah. vote for the their... F1 power rankings. Is usually silly. Who's number one? Charles Leclerc. No, it's Max Verstappen. Is it? Yeah. Okay, oh, they got that right. They got that right. They actually just switched. Like Kevin Magnussen. They just one. switched Max and Lewis. Robert Lewis Kavitza dropped down. <laughs> Lewis dropped down one, and Max made out one. And Carlos Sainz actually went up to third, which I'm okay with. Yeah, not I'm not too disappointed with the top Magnuson? three. Uh, doesn't look like he's on here. Kimi that doesn't. That is a that is a shame. <laughs> it's not a power ranking. George Russell's Magnuson in there though. In the top he's a, five. He's eighth. Okay, that's a little silly. 
<laughs> I put him ninth at he's least. He's actually tied. He's tied with Alexander Albon in eighth. How do you tie in power rankings? Uh, How do you have Albon in eighth? No offense. Because he dropped down two because apparently he was number six. He was eh. in sixth. Yes. See, this is what I mean. we got to do our own. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. And then uh, Charles went up to six. Vettel Can you just seven. read the top ten? Yeah, no, I'm just sure. curious. Okay, <laughs> so it goes Max, Lewis, Carlos, Valtteri, Lando, Charles, Sebastian, Alexander Albon tied with George Russell, and then Kimi. How's Giovinazzi not in there? Okay, uh, got his first points. Get him into the last three races. That's how they yeah, define yeah, it. It is, but whatever. Yeah. So, know. yeah. We'll, we'll see. I think that would be a fun one to do because people always have their opinions on, on that rankings and that's stuff. True. So, yeah, we'll see. Maybe that's a, a post You know what's break. funny? Giovinazzi is nowhere close. Because they have dropping out on the on the out on the bubble and like people who dropped out and stuff, and they Daniel Kivet uh, is in the was in the rele- uh, was in the relegation zone last the rele- weekend. That's what they call it, the relegation zone. Oh yeah, out in um, Q one. Uh, and then he's the only other driver with a score of thirty seven or higher. Uh, though with Sergio Perez, his next closest rival at thirty six point nine, and Daniel Ricciardo coming after that with thirty six point two. So yeah, it's it's How still get these points. I, we just we just can't agree on this. <laughs> no, like I said, it's, and the points rank is what, what is that? What is thirty? You just have numbers. They right? do, yeah, two. they do an average or what whatever. Like the, there is tennis a, rankings now or something. Yeah, no, it, it's weird. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll just do our own and then we won't have any problems with F ones. Yeah, who knows what they're doing? We yeah. just got to make up our own rules. That's Maybe it. it's paid. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe um, twenty five thousand dollars if you put me up to P three in the power <laughs> ranking. They should open it for I mean, betting. That's true. They, oh there my god! Go. Like fantasy, <laughs> match fixing, fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> race fixing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that'll do it for us. Uh. In this uh, episode. Um. Yeah. Leave in your thoughts below on the Austrian Grand Prix in the comments. Uh. It was nice to see Mercedes not win a race this season. We had to wait first time nine races for that to happen. So. You know what's funny? I think I was reading the stat. Uh, Max Verstappen is the only person to beat uh, Mercedes since last year. That's since right. That's the, correct. But since the Mexican Grand Prix? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yep, been a while. Spot on. So that's, you know, it's Red yeah. Bull is really strep- uh, stepping up this year. Who would have thought Red Bull would win a race before Ferrari in 2019? Yeah. <laughs> well, I did. I mean, <laughs> technically, Ferrari should have won in Bahrain. But they that's true. And in Canada. And in Canada. So... Two to one. Two to one. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, this race too. So, no, this no. This goes to Red Bull. Third time's a charm, Charles. So don't worry about it. He's in good form, though. I think it's like his third race in a row. He's had a podium. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I, Silverstone's probably not necessarily going to be a friendly track to Ferrari. That's going to be. This is going to be a bad race. This but, is going to be. Uh, it will get in a preview, but oh. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think that this thrilling exciting race of this year is going to continue on in, in silverstone so we'll see fingers crossed last year was very entertaining but yeah, yeah that's true well i mean they've had overheating issues this week past weekend right and europe has experienced its like biggest heat wave in history yeah so this might continue depending on how you know how the next few weeks go. But you know Mercedes, they'll just they'll like burn ten is. million dollars and put some more they'll air conditioning f- yeah. in their car, they'll and it'll be it fine. Out. Yeah. So you never know. It's it's helped out McLaren. It's helped out uh, Red Bull quite a lot. So maybe maybe we'll see. <laughs> the funniest <laughs> was like people that were, I don't know if they were Mercedes fans, but they were um, talking some shit about Hamilton finishing fifth. I'm like. He's won like six of yeah. eight races. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he can't. has one bad race. Relax. <laughs> it's like Jesus. 
Yeah. Still and the championship it, leader. You can't blame him for that race. It's a, more to do with the car. Like, he can't really control what the car is doing at the... Well, I mean, he does, but, you know, but... He does, like, he does <laughs> 600 meters of lifted coast. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess more importantly, Valtteri's reduced the gap to 31 points, so... So it's a bit closer. We're getting there. We're getting there. Positive gains. A DNF in the next one and a Valtteri win, and we're back in the fight. Six points. There you well, go. Fastest lap, five points. Yeah, if it does happen. So uh, we'll see what happens. We'll be coming back to you with the preview of the British Grand Prix uh, sometime earlier next week. And then, yeah, July 14th, I believe it is, is the British Grand Prix and what could be the final race at Silverstone. Yes, that's true. So we'll get that. into that as well that's right yeah we'll see if we got any more news on that but uh yeah it could be the last one so if you're going make sure to enjoy it and if you're watching do the same mm -hmm. and if you've enjoyed this episode subscribe down below uh we're approaching our 600 subscribers so we're gonna push to get that in the next couple of races and uh yeah we'll we're gonna be brainstorming some things in uh, the coming weeks for power rankings and otherwise in addition to our podcast and yeah if you haven't followed us on social media we're on twitter and instagram and Facebook as well. You can find all the links at our homepage and our email as well. If you got any questions or inquiries, email us. <laughs> <laughs> We're not so quick on those ones, though. That's Twitter. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the other ones are a lot quicker. So that's the new school right there. Um, anything else from you guys? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Have a good day, guys. We'll see you for the British Grand Prix.